0: to the podcast. We talk about all the things that are hidden in the shadows. This is Isaac. This is Megan. And you're blinking really hard at me.
1: Sorry. I don't know. My eyeballs are doing something weird. Are they dry? Uh, I don't know. Like, I've been dealing with some sinus stuff recently. Eh. And so, like, I don't know. My eyeballs are just...
0: But no one came in here to hear our problem. I yeah. came in here to hear about spooky shit. Yep. Yeah. And on this episode, um, yeah, we talk about one of the most prolific Known um haunts, which is surprised we never talked about it before, I think we talked about aspects of it, but never the full thing,
1: yeah, I think we like well, to be honest with you, like I knew a little bit about obviously residual hauntings, that's easy, peasy, you mm-hmm. know that's just residual energy, demonic and inhumane, not inhumane, I always say inhumane, I guess it is inhumane, well, but inhuman human hauntings, you know that's obvious, yeah. And then intelligent hauntings, that's obvious. But poltergeist, I don't know. I always had a trouble kind of, like, understanding what it exactly was.
0: Well, and honestly, I always thought poltergeist was, like, the description of the style of haunt. Like, say, you know, you got things move around here and there, or when things start getting violent, mm-hmm. oh, it's, it's, it's up to poltergeist activity. Like, yeah. I thought that was, like, the extreme level. Because poltergeist activity always happens with any really haunted case of the extremity. Mm-hmm. With demonic cases and stuff like that, like people flying around rooms and shit. Mm-hmm. But poacher guys' activity is strictly just to be chaotic, with without direction.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah, I would say so. And I think most of the time it's malicious too. Like mm-hmm. majority of the time, there's some sort of, you know what I mean. Like I feel like there's not a rhyme or reason. Like it's it's a little
2: on the maliciousy. Really. Yeah.
1: Yeah, um, I don't think we have a haunted update before you like start jumping into this. So yeah, so um,
0: There's some people like, oh really? It's like, hey, we're we promised to get back in the game. Yeah, here in a soon. bit, but we're waiting we'll wait for a uh, player okay. on a team to get off the bench.
1: Yeah. Well, hey, so <laughs> I can share a little bit. Well, not a little bit. There's not not a little bit. There's not even. I was supposed to go to on the last episode we talked to about the USO being haunted, and I was supposed to go over there and on my errand running day and just like film the outside because obviously you can't go inside, but just to give you guys like actual video footage of like what it looks like so you know because I obviously a lot of places like the haunted Camp and stuff like I can't go because I can't go on base, but I thought the USO because it's so you know, like talked about in the area, it would be cool for you guys to see it, be some TikTok content and also, you know, on our Instagram reels, that kind of thing. But for whatever, God knows reason, I was told not to go there. Not that I think, um, not that I think that like there's evil. Well, I take that back. So before I decided to go over there. Well, my guys told me to, like, no detours. Like, don't take any... Like, stick to your what you had intentions today. So I did. And that was not on my intentions, like, list originally of what I was supposed to do. So I had to avoid it. But I kept getting a vision because the USO is, like, across the street. And I would be basically parked in that parking lot across the street that's by the river that goes by it. And I kept getting... Like I was sitting in the park, like it would show me sitting in the parking lot because I even thought about doing a live over there, like just so you guys can see it. And I was sitting there and I kept getting like a vision of the water rising and taking the car. So I don't know what, what that means. And it's crazy because I have to pass that place to get to where I'm supposed to get anyways. Like even, you know, so I go and... I kid you not, the road that I would take to turn, right, to go down that road to show you guys the USO, right, I kid you not, the entire street was filled with birds, like all different kinds of birds blocking the way. So, with that being said, I was not intended to go film that content. Hmm. I didn't tell you that bird part, but yeah. There's a lot. And then, like, once I passed it, they flew. So, I was like, all right, I get it. I'm not supposed to go down there. Cool beans. So, and, like, downtown area where it's at. um, That's also the place where, when well, my grandmother was, she had a situation, and she was talking to a detective, and the detective goes, oh, yeah, if you drain this, this river over here, I bet you there'd be tons and tons of bodies. And I was like... Well, that's great to tell somebody, but it's that same river that, you know, like borders the, uh, USL. No. So with that being said, I don't know if I was just diverted because maybe there's darker stuff down there and I just don't know. I don't know. Anyways.
0: Well, when you say Poltergeist, mm-hmm. moving on, uh, when we say poetry, guys, most people automatically think of the movie. Yeah. Right. Which, the whole pace, pace of the movie, if you haven't seen it, which, mm-hmm. if you're listening to us, it means you're into the horror. And if you haven't seen it, what, what the hell are you waiting for?
1: Yeah, well, I haven't seen the full thing. It, but- yeah, I haven't seen the full thing. I've only well, seen
0: clips. Let's do you under the bus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but the, the premise of the movie, spoilers and anything, is that the housing development was built over an Indian barrier ground. Mm-hmm. and the house that the family moved into was probably about the center area. Um, Yeah, and the pool was built over the graveyard or something like that, I guess, yeah, where the bodies were. Like that, yeah. I can't remember the... Uh, I'm getting that movie mixed up with something else, I think. Anyway, um, angry spirits cursed the land, blah, 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 right, and mm-hmm. it caused a bunch of poultry-ass activity to happen in the house to a point where the TVs um, were being talked to as a little girl. Of course, you know, a little girl being the most closest to the other side as children are but um a portal was open It sucked a little girl in because it needed a young spirit or something and they had kind of called upon a psychic who would need help to clean the house and bring the girl back right mm-hmm. and you know push comes to the shove they get the girl out of there they actually leave um am are thinking about a different movie
1: you want me, to read you just I have the synopsis.
0: I keep. I, I might have been combining two movies together.
1: <laughs> okay, scratch that. Yeah. And you just literally got smacked in the face by your own sentence. What? So you were like, if you guys haven't watched that, no, <laughs> you I've get seen the Movies it, mixed up. But
0: then I got in the last time I watched it, I probably was like okay. twelve.
1: So this is like a after I started talking full, about it, it, made me
0: think like, am I thinking about another movie? This too? is the
1: full in depth, like actual like when you go online and look it up. This is the actual story. Yeah. Plot. So Stephen and Diane Freeling live in Cuesta Verde, a California planned community. Stephen is a successful real estate developer and Diane looks after their three kids, 16 year old Dana, 8 year old Robbie, and 5 year old Carol Ann. Late one night, Carol Ann inexplicably, inexplicably converse, converses, sorry, <laughs> with the family's television set while it displays post broadcast static. The next night, she again fixates on the TV and a ghostly white (laughs) hand emerges from the screen. Uh, Bizarre events occur the following day. A glass of milk spontaneously breaks, silverware bends, and furniture moves on its own. This right here is poltergeist-type activity. So keep that in mind as we go on through the episode because that is literally examples of poltergeist activity. Um, These phenomena initially seems benign but soon grows more sinister again characteristic of a poltergeist during a severe thunderstorm the gnarled backyard tree seemingly comes alive a large limb crashes through the children's bedroom window and grabs robbie so the thing about the trees is one thing that i read not not that i've never heard the trees but one of the things is that they can technically shape-shift. So keep that in mind.
0: After that, um, this is a side note, you can keep going any second, but every time I think about that, I'm reminded about the family Guy spoof.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: Where it, the tree was dragging Chris out of the bedroom window, and the uh, old man, Herbert,
1: was like, Hey, skinny purchase that there's my me Oh my god. <laughs> okay, while the family rushes outside to rescue him, Carol Ann is sucked into a portal inside the closets. Uh, as the family frantically searches for her, Caroline's voice calls out from the TV. Parapsychologist Dr. Martha Leish, Leash, or Lesh, I don't know, arrives with two team members to investigate. They determine that there is a poltergeist intrusion involving multiple ghosts. Meanwhile, Stephen learns from his boss, Mr. Teague, that the Cuesta Verde development was built on a former cemetery and the graves were moved to a nearby location. I can't tell you how many locations in this area. That has happened too.
0: Where are you getting your burial ground from? What movie? Are I, I thinking don't know. About?
1: The, but that is, uh, I, I, I don't know if you're taking. I lived. That was a that was a supposed lore. There's a on movie out there I, I gotta got find I lived it later. That, yeah. yeah, There was a supposed place I lived in San Antonio that they thought was built on an uh, in burial ground. So I don't know. I don't know. Anyways um so D- uh dana and robbie are sent away for safety so those were the two other kids while well, dr lesh calls in tang tangana Barons. sorry guys a spiritual medium it's also been a while since i've watched half of this movie uh the medium determines the spirits are lingering in a different sphere of consciousness and are not at rest they are attracted to C- carol ann's life force um, the medium also detects a dark presence she calls the Beast, who is restraining Caroline and manipulating her life force in order to prevent the other spirits from crossing over. Dying. The, ex- uh, the entrance to the other dimension is in the children's bedroom closet and exits through the living room ceiling. Uh, Diane, secured by a rope, passes through the portal, guided by another rope previously threaded through both portals. Diane retrieves Carol Ann and they drop through the ceiling to the living room floor, covered in ectoplasm. As they recover from the ordeal, the psychic proclaims the house is clean.
0: This house is clear. <laughs> I remember that one.
1: Shortly after, the Freeling family has have nearly finished packing to move out of the house. Before the family is to leave for the Holiday Inn, Stephen goes in his office where Dana is on a date leaving Diane at home with Robbie and Carol Ann. The beast ambushes Diane and the children, aiming for a second kidnapping attack. The unseen force drives Diane to the backyard in the pouring rain, dragging her into the flooded swimming pool uh, excavation. A skeletal corpse and coffins float up around her in the muddy hole. Funny enough, those were real, by the yeah, way. Yeah, when we
0: talked about her our uh, yes. horror movie episode?
1: Yep, Diana crawls out and rushes back into the house. She rescues the children and they escape to the outside as more coffins and decomposed bodies erupt from my from the ground. Stephen, accompanied by uh, Teague, I think is I don't know, um, arrives home to the may the mayhem as more coffins appear. Stephen realizes um, that the I guess the developer never relocated the cemetery and merely move the gravestones, leaving the body. The Freelings jump into their car, collect Dana, just as she returns home. They flee Cuesta Verde uh, as the house implodes into the portal, while stunned neighbors look on. The family checks into their motel room, where Stephen promptly rips out the TV and shoves it outside.
0: Yeah, I remember all that. For some reason, I don't know why I said into your Barrier Ground, but bigger I thing know. too. You yeah.
1: Know. So, interesting. Yeah. And unfortunately a lot some of the graves in this area that are like old old they've had the same situation kind of happen where they move the graves but not the bodies, if that makes sense.
0: Well with a name like poltergeist you can succumb or at least figure out on your own mm-hmm. or assume that the word geist is German. So mm-hmm. Poltergeist is a German word.
1: For noisy spirits.
0: Yes. Yep. Or loud ghost.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um and it's crazy because um you would think like I, I when you hear paranormal activity you hear a lot of times that like even like regular activity you know like they can move objects they can whatever mm. but this is like i don't know okay the best way i feel like to describe um a poltergeist is when you look at prolific cases a lot of them have deemed to be hoaxed, but there are some that are legit that they don't really have an explanation for. And one of them, and I have a couple, so of good examples. So one of them is the Bellwitch, which is funny because that's technically a lore, but that's technically considered a poltergeist. Um, so those of you that don't know the bell, Witch, we did an episode, so I'm going to shortly paraphrase kind of like the whole story. So the most notable, um, one, uh, uh, poltergeist case that I think like even people that, um, don't specifically like go into the paranormal have heard of the bell, Witch, um, and it's a prime example of poltergeist activity has to be the legend of the bell, Witch. so, um, The legend took place from 1817 to 1821. The legend is super prominent in Southern folklore. This whole entire story focused on the 19th century Bell family and took place in Robertson County, Tennessee. John Bell Sr. was a farmer and lived with his family along the Red River in an area that is known now as Adams. The legend goes that basically they were under attack by an invisible entity that was able to speak affect the physical environment and ultimately shapeshift. So, um, some records have recorded the spirit also was clairvoyant and capable of crossing long distances with superhuman speed. In 1894, there was a newspaper editor by the name of Martin V. Ingram who published Authenticated History of the Bell Witch. This book was widely regarded as the full first, sorry guys. (laughs) First full length version of the legend. So in the haunt, the witch was able to make one of the family members sick. The physical activity featured around the youngest daughter, Betsy, and her father. And it all started when John Bell witnessed an apparition of a strange creature resembling a dog. John's son, Drew Bell, also approached a unknown bird that was perched on a fence. And then the daughter, Betsy, also saw a girl in a green dress swinging from the limb of an oak tree. So from all that moved to the family hearing, so basically they saw they you know, the each other experience seeing this, um, and then it escalated to the family hearing, knocking on the doors and walls, the sounds of gnawing on beds, invisible dogs fighting and chains along the floor. At one point, John Bell began experiencing paralysis of his mouth. Um, long story short, activity began to grow and grow. I mean, to the point where hair was being pulled, scratching on the children. And specifically with Betsy, she was slapped, pinched, and stuck with pins. So there's more to the legend. There's like a lot more. But I just wanted to bring that out just as an example of kind of like what a poltergeist is. So it starts out as something, eh, that's ah, nothing, you know, like a knock on the door. But if you start seeing, it's almost like, um when you you're dealing with demonic activity and there's like steps to it and you're like okay this is just activity and then you're like no wait this is more that's why with any kind of case like that with poltergeist or anything like that it's important to have professionals um come into your home you know like paranormal investigators or even demonologists to kind of pinpoint what exactly it is because there's different things like you you'll get different things happening when there's a demonic entity in there you'll get different things when it's residual you'll get different things with the poltergeist and then obviously there's just intelligent and then i don't know if it's an actual category but i categorize it as like regular like entity like an entity that is stuck there can't cross over some i guess i would technically be intelligent like that can interact with you But that doesn't really have a sinister motive. You know what I mean?
0: Well, the whole premise of a poltergeist to happen in the first place is the spirit's angry and it wants whoever in the house out Mm -hmm. of there. It doesn't want you there anymore. It wants you gone.
1: Well, I was reading, too. Okay, so it's apparently the rarest haunt a poltergeist. Mm. I guess because the level at which it can use energy.
0: Right, because that amount of energy it needs to generate to move shit like that Uh is a lot.
1: Yeah. And I remember, I don't know if you remember, um, Mike, the other psychic on the team, there was a lady that kept coming to me. Her name was Mary. Mary. And she was in a hospital. I think I mentioned it on the podcast on one of the haunted updates and she was very angry. Uh, she had a hospital gown on and she was like floating and she, you know, she looked like someone that was sick and she kept saying to me like, they're dumping the bodies. They're dumping the bodies. Like, she was just like pissed. Like, someone that was just like pissed. And I remember Mike specifically was saying, Hey, look, you need to cross her or you need to help her because that's going to turn into a poltergeist. And, um, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. So, I guess, yeah. Anyways, there was another poltergeist case that came up and it was the infield haunting which i haven't seen all of the conjuring movies i've only seen the first one and like the last one hmm. so i should probably catch up on the in-betweens <laughs> but um apparently that premise or that thing was used for the conjuring too, but it was like they turned it into a demonic thing and whatever evil
0: spirit the demonic thing is actually like the side story to the main story
1: Yeah, Yeah. but I'm going to kind of break that down for you guys. Okay, so the Enfield haunting was a haunt that occurred in the Brimsdown, Enfield, London, England between 1977 and 1979, involving two sisters ages 11 and 13. Looking back on the haunt today, you have some investigators that said the case was genuine and others say that it was not. It was a hoax. And if you look up um, a lot of like the poltergeist prolific cases... That's what happens with a lot of them. Some of them are deemed a hoax. And then if you ask some professionals, they say, oh, it was legit. And you ask others and then it was a hoax. And, you know, like they were doing that. And I think that's a problem with poltergeist. And it's something that you have to experience to believe. Or you have to record it and have proof to believe because they even, I didn't even know that in some, I think it was in this, this one or another case, they actually called in a magician to prove like that the people weren't doing that. So, yeah, um so so, this is what was claimed. This was the backstory, so, in august nineteen seventy seven single parent Peggy Hodgson called the police to her rented home in Infield, claiming she witnessed furniture moving, and that two of her four children said that there were knocking sounds on the wall. The children included Margaret, age thirteen and Janet, aged eleven. A police constable said that she saw a chair wobble and slide, but could not determine the cause of movement. Uh, later claimed in- claims included disembodied voices, loud noises, thrown toys, overturned chairs, children levitating. Over a period of 18 months, more than 30 people, including neighbors, psychic researchers, and journalists, said they variously saw heavy furniture moving on its own accord objects being thrown across the room, and the daughters seeming to levitate several feet off the ground. Many also heard and recorded knocking noises and a gruff voice. The story was covered in the Daily Mirror until reports came to an end in 1979. There were two different people or groups that investigated the house. In the paranormal side, um, Society for Psychological, Psychic research members Maurice Gross and Guy Leon Playfair reported whistling and barking noises coming from Janet's general direction. Although Playfair maintained the haunting was genuine and wrote in his book that the entity was to blame for the infield disturbances, they did believe some of the stuff was faked by the girls, but others were real. American demonologist Edna Lorraine Warren also visited the Enfield house in 1978 and was convinced that the events were supernatural. Uh, however, American magician Milbourne Christopher briefly investigated, but failed to observe anything that could be considered paranormal. Back to Ed and Lorraine Warren, in an article covered by Den of Geek, he goes into detail about the second Conjuring movie, and, which is based off um, the Enfield case.
2: Hmm.
1: so If you want to know more about like comparing the Conjuring movie, and, um, then Bill case, if you guys go to, um, Den of Geek, he has an article going in detail that is, um, cause it would be a long, a long minute to describe everything that he's saying. But he basically describes, like, what the movie did versus what actually took place. Now, yes.
0: I'm not 100% sure whether it's real or not. Mm-hmm. I don't know what James Wan does with his time. But, um, yeah, he directed mm-hmm. movies, anyway, um, but I remember at the beginning of the second one, mm-hmm. uh, second uh, conjuring, that they played a snippet of the recordings done by the Warrens. Mm-hmm. So you heard the girl's voice, or not the girl's voice speaking, mm-hmm. but the girl was speaking, but it wasn't her voice.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so yeah, interesting thinking, fact if you just I'm don't know. thinking, don't know. okay, so here's the thing so i'm gonna tell you my perspective from a psychic okay when i feel someone okay for like we go back to d as we're gonna call him um back to his thing and he apparently had some oppression going on right Mm. um The energy was very chaotic and that's how I can kind of tell either someone's got ill intentions, like very ill intentions, like does some dark stuff or there's something demonic attached is like, it's very chaotic. Like it's almost like my head is spinning. And so I'm wondering with a poltergeist, because it's just chaotic energy, if that's going to be, if that's the same feel, I don't know. I've never dealt with someone with a poltergeist. Um, well, as rare as they are,
0: I, I'm, uh, as rare as they say they happen, anyway, um, I guarantee you we'll know if we ever come across one. Yeah, and if we ever come across one, I can, we can probably give a better let's say expert opinion on it, but at least experience opinion that we both have on how we deal with entities and stuff like that. Especially with my ability alone, I can tell you off the bat, oh, this is something dark, or this is something on the light side, but it's just acting out.
1: Um so to give you guys some more perspectives on different cases and it's crazy because Poltery's cases are not something that they say it's rare but they have been going on a long time. Like I think I was looking back and there was like some from 1560s. Like there was a lot. Yeah. Um apparently there is um some as far back as the 1st century but recorded it was like the the 16th century hmm. so yeah um but i managed to find specifically four different poltergeist stories and it was on a website called HauntedRooms.co.uk. so if you guys want to go read them yourselves you can but they gave four poltergeist uh stories or cases um and this is the first one this is called gray fairs um, although poltergeist activity tends to center on a home or an or on an individual within that home, poltergeists can also get "quote unquote" stuck in one place. One of the most notorious poltergeist stories is that of Greyfair Cemetery in Edinburgh, Scotland. This real-life poltergeist encounter is all down to so-called Bloody Mackenzie, a man responsible for the death of eighteen thousand men who were opponents of Charles II, earning him the bloody name. One of the first reported encounters of poltergeist activity in the cemetery occurred in 1999, when a man disturbed the coffin of Mackenzie to find shelter. Why? Why would you do that? (laughs) Um, The homeless man ended up in the tomb during a stormy night, and Mackenzie's coffin collapsed. The homeless man quickly bolted terrifying a man walking his dog through the cemetery seeing a man fleeing from a tomb covered in dust it seemed that encounter awoke something in the tomb because since then there have been numerous reports of poltergeist activity in the area and at one stage the cemetery ended up closing to public visits a ghost tour was set up so that members of the public could enjoy this poltergeist true story for themselves and since then more than 170 people have apparently passed out. Or collapsed during the tour. More than 350 visitors have been attacked and numerous injuries including broken bones have been recorded.
0: But have we talked about the cemetery? Not that that extent, but we mostly talked about Edinburgh vaults. Yeah. The underground stuff that happened.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I can just imagine. Um, so I'm wondering yeah, so essentially Poltergeist deals with angry spirits. And it's yeah, they, because also with the Bell Witch, apparently one of the legends, is, there's a couple of different legends on how it started, but didn't, um, she was like buried in the cave and didn't the sun like disturb her grave?
0: I can't remember. I, I remember the cave so. was like her dwelling place.
1: I think so. And then like the sun did something. That was like a, that was like a, a legend. I don't know if it was like true or that's. You know, but, uh, but I
0: know um, there are graves buried on top of the cave.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh wow! So yeah, um, I don't no, know. yeah,
0: because yeah, because the natives they built they built uh, a cemetery or like there a barrier ground on top of the cave to mm-hmm. combat the evil that was coming from the cave itself. No. Yeah. No no no, sorry, scratch that. They knew the cave was sacred, sp- it had spiritual um essence. Hence why they built their 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 grave for their uh their past on on top of it to make any access to the afterworld easier.
1: And he disturbed it, right? No,
0: the witch manipulated it somehow. And yeah, yeah he disturbed her. Yeah, that's yeah. what
1: I'm saying. So I think that has something to do with it. Which I wonder I wonder if the I talked about it last episode. You know the uh the graveyard where the ship plant is on top.
0: Oh yeah, the one we investigated.
1: Yeah. yeah. I wonder if there's poltergeist. I mean, we really didn't stay long enough, I think, to fully witness. But I wonder if there was poltergeist. We did I there know
0: multiple times. I mean, granted, we we heard things, we saw things. Yeah. Even, but, uh, uh, there's really
1: not things Oh yes, yes, yes. Technically that would be considered poltergeist. What? Because remember it was giving people dysentery?
0: Not me, anyway. Not
1: you, but they, yeah. they could. Like they, one. Uh, I don't think the, anyone on the team. Well, are, well, we
0: were there anyway. Yeah, no one really I don't anything. think
1: any of the. Weird enough, I don't think any of the psychics ever incurred that. Mm. But.
0: I don't know what the weirdest things was uh-huh. <laughs> amongst other things, but one of the weirdest. Oh, yeah, thing, yeah, yeah. yeah the, what? what are you talking
1: about the the quarry?
0: I mean, that that's was it, That's what I'm talking about. Okay, sorry. <laughs> I'll talk about when we did a circle prayer and we were done and we were about to leave. And we hear uh, uh, a goose flying super low and super loud, fly right over us. Yeah. But none of us saw one. And this yeah. thing had to be low enough to see it, but we didn't yeah. see anything. That, and it was, I wasn't talking about, about it was it. dark. You can't see anything in the night sky. Granted, you could see it clear, but you should be able to see the silhouette of a goose flying over. Yeah,
1: but we, too, we always to hear like rocks. And just through. one, just one and by literally, itself. Literally, I wish I could go and take a picture. Um, just to show you exactly where the the graves look like but literally you have literally it's it's the the plant that pumps the poo and literally you see graves right there right next to it yeah and it's sad and like when i was there psychically i, I helped cross some people over but i would be freaking mad too like that irritates me the fact that that a city was like, okay, yeah, let's do this. Let's do this, man. Let's, let's put the ship plant on top of the graves. Let's not care. Let's just toss their tombstones down the hill. Is
0: that how a city official so
1: I guess so. <laughs> yeah. In my world, it would. Yeah. Anyways. um, So, I don't even... Okay, hold on. What is it doing? Okay. So, this one... It looks like it's kind of short. This one is the Indianapolis poltergeist then Annapolis poltergeist in the 1960s uh the three beck women lived together including linda who was the teenage daughter there was much stress and strife in the house which poltergeist seemed to feed on the more stress the more activity things started off relatively um i don't like that they use this word benignly which just means like not that bad You know, like when they say a benign tumor, it's not a bad tumor. Anyways, I don't know. (laughs) God, Megan. Okay. Uh, With a beer mug moving of its own accord, soon uh, an ornament moved and smashed to the ground while all three women were on a different floor of the house. And they decided they'd be better off spending the night elsewhere. When they returned and were running errands in the upstairs of the house, They heard crashes and noises downstairs, only to discover glassware and... What is that? Crockery?
0: Someone's using wrong to know. I don't know. Crockery over here? I
1: guess that's like plates and stuff. Like the dishwares. Anyways, crockery. I'm gonna start using that. I kind of want that on t t-shirt now. Don't mess with my crockery.
0: (laughs) Oh, dishes. My fine
1: dishes. My fine china. Okay. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) okay and crockery smashing to the ground the police and the paranormal experts were called and although the paranormal experts were bruised during his visits to the home no source could be found for the activity the women in the house were covered in scratches and bruises and although linda's mom was eventually arrested for throwing some stuff around the house it seems much of the still of the activity still had no explanation
0: yeah, you know, your eyes widen to the utmost degree when you're reading like that.
1: Really? I don't know what's going on with my eyes, you're like,
0: man. You're, like, staring at, like, your eyes super wide open. I don't
1: know what's going on with my eyes. Yeah, people can see it's what because... I'm talking
0: about. they would be like, like, what? Like, you're bugging out of your eyes. <laughs> I'm reading the words listed on here.
1: It's like, because... you don't have to do that. It's <laughs> because... Number 1 the font is so tiny because have, I was originally
0: in Zoom. I pinch know but zoom. the words
1: are long the plates are long not the plates the the okay right, I have it in <laughs> I have it in a PowerPoint presentation no. so because god forbid we do an episode without someone trying to send me a dang on message like there I wish I could say like operation not available not- at the moment
0: I, people got we're not a scripted podcast obviously no
1: no no, no. but <laughs> if i don't have some sort of notes mm. like and there's episodes where you can go back and you can say okay megan didn't have notes for that one um because like i lose my train of thought because i have people showing me stuff in my third eye and i'm just like chill out i haven't learned how to master that yet where i could be like whoa 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 wait a second mm. just back up like i don't This is a no-message zone right now. Like, I can't do that. It's just if it comes, it comes, and it's like today has been like a download day. So I was like, yeah, I better have notes. And my computer wasn't working. Go figure. So I had to do it on this phone, and it's small print, Isaac.
0: I know. If we had video, which probably have later on, yeah, sometime. But you can see your face when you
1: (laughs) shut up. Anything
0: they could film uh, the uh, the the footage and see in your face when you're reading just to get that look.
1: (laughs) Well, plus two, I don't know what's going on with my eyes, man. Like it just—I don't know. Like I'm—I'm tearing up for no reason. Okay, all right. The next case (laughs) is the Thornton Heath. No, sorry. Oh my gosh, this is why small print. The Thornton Health case, Mm. the Thornton Health poltergeist is one of those real life poltergeist stories that sends shivers up your spine when you read about it. It's less well-known than the Enfield case, although it's just as spooky. In the late 70s, a poltergeist tormented the family for nearly four years, answering the question, Do poltergeist exist? Very scrutinely for the individuals in the house. A clock radio turned on in the middle of the night, kick-starting events, and at Christmas, the tree shook. Ornaments were flung around the room and their son woke up in the middle of the night to find an old man in his room after hearing footsteps through the house. Bangs and crashes were heard, but on many occasions, nothing was disturbed. Eventually, after consulting a medium, it was found that the man seen in the bedroom was called Chatterton. What is up with these names? Who thought of the family living in the house as trespassers? The activity in the house occurred as a way to get the family out. So, to me right now, Poltergeist seems like... Especially if, like, a ghost area that maybe, like, they're stuck here is, like, interfered with. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's what it seems like. Or disrespected. Um, Chatterington's wife was even seen in the house, too. Luckily, when the family left the house after four short years, the poltergeist activity stopped with them, and nothing had been reported since. So my question is, did someone else move in, and did they just not like the family before? It's hmm. uh,
0: a strong possibility.
1: Okay, so bear with me on this next one. I don't even know what this word is. So I'm gonna try and pronounce it. All right. Jabbo Tecable.
0: Jabba That sounds like a Star Wars. I'm
1: word. not even kidding.
0: Release a Jabba detectable.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's dead side Jabbo
0: detectable. <laughs>
1: Yeah, like, and literally, Jabo... Is that a place? I don't know. We're going to find out, though. No. Yes. It is a place in Brazil. I am so sorry for people if you're listening from Probably Brazil. Probably pronounce
0: it Portuguese and we're not saying it right.
1: Okay, and yeah. I'm just going to say the place is called J, because yeah. I am not going to repeat that again and offend people. Okay, an infamous true poltergeist story to come out of J, Brazil, is that of Maria, who was subject to a poltergeist attack back in the 1960s. Rocks and stones were thrown at her, and on many occasions, these rocks were a great weight, up to nearly 5 kilograms on one occasion. There were also magnetic and other odd properties. Soon, rocks stopped being thrown, and her furniture was thrown instead. Maria was also attacked, and viciously so, slapped, bitten, beaten, and more. She even had the needles inserted into her skin by an unseen entity embedded so deep within the skin that they had to be removed by a doctor. Oh, hell no, I would not stand for that. The poltergeist tried to suffocate her in her sleep, and her clothing even caught fire. Eventually, after Maria went to see a medium, most found that she was subject to these attacks because of her actions in a previous life. Whoa! It was thought that Maria had been a witch, but a bad witch, and that she was being attacked by a spirit that she tormented in her previous life. Maria, sadly, oh my gosh! Maria sadly committed suicide at age sixteen to put an end to the activity. Well, Uh yeah, that's horrible. Yeah. That and now I feel bad for butchering the name because that is sad ending.
0: What? Well, that, yeah. well like Rio mean, de Janeiro or any city like that that's easy to pronounce.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and I could be pronouncing it right. Who the heck knows?
0: Jabba detectable.
1: <laughs> Jab. It's J A B O T I C. A B A L.
0: I want to use that word.
1: Jabotica.
0: No, I want to use that word to mess with killing when he's older. Okay. I'm asking him to bring me a, a, a tool out of my toolbox. Mm-hmm. It's a detectable.
1: Oh a my God. Go find it. Or go into the store and ask for a Jabotactable. <laughs> <laughs> Just to mess with him. <laughs> yeah. So that's really weird. And I think that's interesting because they said when she went to the psychic in a previous life, she was a bad witch. Mm. Which I hate when they say bad witch. Like, that's weird you should probably say dark witch because... Yeah, dark witch. Anyway, so, whether those stories are actually 100% true, who knows. With poltergeist activity, I think it's kind of one of those things you have to kind of be there witnessing it to experience it to be able to believe it. You know what I mean? Because the, 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 the activity is so estranged. Like, it's so drastic. Like,
0: also, very easy to fake.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. You see a lot of people who post videos on YouTube or TikTok or whatever, and you just see like shit flying out of a, of a cupboard, but with the angle that the person's filming from, they're not looking inside the cupboard. They're looking out the outside, and all you see is the door open and stuff flying out of it, which you can easily have strings pulling that stuff across. Mm-hmm. Believe me, when, when we started recording video and started getting posted around, poultry grass activity was the number one fake, uh, form of paranormal activity ever put out there because mm-hmm. of the extremity of it. Mm-hmm. And because it was so easy, all you had to do is make shit make sure shit flies around a room and you goes haywire.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think like poltergeist activity is when uh, like I, the best like way to explain it, like intelligent or even like obviously sometimes ghosts will move things to kind of get your attention. maybe you mm-hmm. say, like, "Hey, can you move this? Can you move that? Like I know at the web library I had a book thrown at me. I don't really think it was poltergeist activity there. You know? Not really. I don't think so. No. Um, but, but...
0: What yeah. we've learned mm-hmm. about the paranormal in our time as investigators, and plus doing this uh, podcast and such, yeah, is that the energy that it takes for its spirit to move something is immense. Hence why mm-hmm. batteries get drained. Why investigations, people get drained because the energy is sucked from them. And even places, especially places like near power plants or power lines... Those seem to be the most activity because they, granted, they have a power source right next to them. Yeah. So that's why they get the most activity. But majority of that time, that's not near anything, especially with no power running to the building, is that it takes an immense amount of energy to move something. Mm-hmm. So for a building or a haunt to have that level of activity, with shit flying around a room, tables being picked up, moved across the room, just that level of activity by itself is, it takes a lot of focus. And what's the, the most focused emotion, which can cause, the most energy, is anger. Yeah. So, a lot of spirits that are pissed off can create poltergeist activity.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: That's why most demonic cases have act well, show reflections of it. Mhm. Right? Especially mm-hmm. when a demon feels like it's being pushed out.
1: And I think I think to like anybody out there that thinks like, "Oh crap, I think I might have like a poltergeist thing," needs to get somebody in there to kind of determine is it a poltergeist? Is it demonic? Is it? Because I think like demonic, obviously, th- there's different. They're similar, but there's different. S- not symptoms, but you know what I'm talking about, like ex- experiences or stuff that happens. Like
0: it's easier. It's, well, it's easy easier to blame it on demonic activity, but you got to remember that there's not a lot of. Well, that again, we can't really know for sure, but most times uh places that deal with dark entities are dark spirits dark people there's more let's say there's probably more dark spirits that are were human that just became dark on they side after they passed over than to say actual demons infesting a certain place mm-hmm. yeah
1: well I think with a demonic thing with demons they have to have like a not a purpose but like they're not just gonna
0: a little more intelligent they have a little more focus
1: yeah exactly you
0: know? so they yeah. they they're there because they want to be there
1: yeah, and there's yeah. like a gain for them. They're not gonna yeah. do something if it's not in their advantage, you know. Hmm. Where I think a poltergeist is kind of like, "Hey, Get
2: you out here. disturbed I don't want you me, you freaks!" Yeah,
1: you know, like, um, and but the thing that's scary is I'm joking a little bit, but like poltergeists are serious because they can cause harm. Like as you can see with the bellwedge, like it, they got the the father really really sick if they go further and then the more and more like the the energy of the people like you know stress or uh, you know like intense emotions they get more and more energy which makes them stronger and stronger making them able to do things more and more and more so hmm.
0: i have my own theory on the aspects of it, but he's gonna explain a little bits here and there but in gets in, in summary in a sense um Poltergeist activity is the is the um, the act of an angry spirit, mm-hmm. right? It's it's trying to either get someone to leave mm-hmm. majority of the time because they don't want you there. You disturb them, you piss them off, whatever reason, mm-hmm. and that's why spirits and haunts and stuff like that from other kinds of activity have poltergeist level activity. Mm-hmm. Hence, things move across the room and so like that because they're trying to get your attention, whether to get you out of the house or uh, to scare you. And like we say, some poltergeist activity reflects with demonic uh, oppression and possession because they're trying to create fear and sadness and anger because that's what they feed on. Mm-hmm. So the more that you're afraid, the more you live in fear, the more you live in the sadness depression, no one's going to help you with that fear that's easier, and it's fuel for them. Yeah. So that's why some of that happens in the cases like that. But a poltergeist activity with no rhyme or reason, no purpose, is simply trying to get you to leave. Yeah. And most spirits that say you're moving to their house of course, they're angry. You're taking over. You're changing stuff like it did. And that's why like construction sites and stuff like that see poltergeist activity. They see their tools fly around or move around or something like that or things get lost or hidden. Because the spirits are angry that things aren't changing.
2: Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah.
0: So in cases like that, I can see that happen. Um But I always chalk poltergeist activity as a description of a haunt. Not an entity by its own right. You know what I mean?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's a description of a kind of haunt, not a specific kind of spirit. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's. This yeah. is my two cents in a sense.
1: Yeah, I guess like the action <laughs> more than the the person itself.
0: Yeah, because like we talked about before, like residual, you know, intelligent you know, mm-hmm. demonic hauntings and stuff like that. Poltergeist is a form of it. It's mm-hmm. just a style of haunt. It Does not mean a specific entity?
1: And I think too, it's a level and two of like how to approach to cleanse the house too. Yeah, like. Obviously, I feel like with Demonic, there's a lot of work, right, to get something out. But with a poltergeist, like, I'm not saying, like, a poltergeist has a lot of work, but it's, like, two different types of work, you know what I mean? Like, a poltergeist is kind of, like, stuck there, and, and you know, it's, it's made up its mind it's going to stay there, it's going to take you out, like, that kind of thing. But, I mean... A demon is obviously dangerous, and so is a poltergeist, but, like, so...
0: Except one wants a specific person, the other one just wants you to leave. Yeah. 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 Well, I guess It that-
1: depends, though, because I feel like a poltergeist like the Velwitch wanted something out for... wanted vengeance against...
0: That's I why it classified as a poltergeist case. Yeah. It had poltergeist a- activity happen there, yeah. but as a poltergeist case, no.
1: Yeah. No. anyways
0: so I guess we're gonna uh, wrap up here wrap
1: it up, wrap it up. I hope
0: this is informative to a lot of people
1: yes yeah. um hopefully we went into it accurately yeah not accurately I know it was accurate <laughs> but you know good enough well, most so you people, guys are like I
0: know most people guess at the idea like they don't think what they I granted even myself I thought poltergeist activity was like a specific spirit Yeah. it's not it's just a description of what a spirit does so yeah best you know would and Learn something to myself. As their well. intention, essentially. Yeah. But, um, what's, uh, what's next week's all about?
1: So, next week's is, um, I don't know how I'm going to word it, but it's basically, uh, urban explorers, their stories of times that they went out and they've experienced paranormal activity.
0: Oh, yes. So, like, yeah. running into paranormal activity instead of actually looking yeah. for it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, um, We also have a bonus episode, our first bonus episode of the year, and it's going to be with Corey. Um, He is an urban explorer. He was also on the Roundtable the first episode. Um, He's going to go into a little bit about his... He goes on the interview with Isaac, Hmm. and he talks about his experiences, uh, urban exploring. Um, I know he's got some paranormal encounter stories. and uh, Because he's always... um, I would definitely... Follow him. I'll post links and everything so you guys can see, and there will be some clips released on, um, the Instagram and everything. Um, yeah. His is, uh, his stuff is really interesting to look at. Um, he posts, like, pictures of the places that he's been. I mean, he's been to hospitals, he's been to, like, abandoned schools. It's really cool. Like, his stuff alone has made me kind of want to look into, like, investigating some abandoned places just because, uh, Looking at his stuff actually made me start looking at other stuff, which is making me lean to figure out how to investigate some abandoned places. Because I feel like not all abandoned places are haunted, but there's some that, yeah. Well,
0: me and him talk about that specifically, what makes certain abandoned places haunted. But, um, yeah. So, look forward to that Wednesday. Yes. Next week. Yes. Because you listen to this on Friday. Um. Yeah, and then uh, that following Friday will be our episode on urban exploration.
1: Yeah. Stuff. So we'll be sh- uh, basically like a my ghost story kind of situation. We'll yeah. just be sharing um some things and then uh some interesting like stuff that people have said about specific abandoned places. Like, oh, don't go there; it's so dark. Like, um, because too, a lot of like satanic stuff um happens, has, abandoned. happens in abandoned yeah. buildings. Yeah. So, and uh, there's some legends too about certain abandoned churches becoming satanic churches, so where darker stuff gets placed yep, so that will be interesting because that's scary as hell,
0: so as always guys, you can catch our social media or find us on the uh, uh hidden in the shadows podcast on Instagram, Hit in the Shaw six on Twitter or hitting the podcast two. On TikTok, um, or links to all our social media and everywhere you can listen to us at HiddenInTheShadowsPodcast dot com. Also has links to our merch store, so you can actually get some shirts and stuff if you want. Yes. to Um, and if you're listening to Apple, uh, give us a review. Say yeah. If you like us or not, uh, give us as many stars as you think you should. Please, yeah. please, not lower than three.
1: Um,
0: <laughs> and um, please,
1: we don't need any of those. No.
0: And I, I don't know how Spotify rating work. Yeah, um, it's just
1: it's. I don't think you can actually post like reviews, like just say something, but I think you can actually like rate it. Yeah. So
0: I don't know how many people listen on Spotify.
1: Uh, I know the think... way you
0: can look. I just don't know how.
1: Uh yeah. I think our top three is Apple, Spotify, and iHeart. Weird. iHeart Radio. Well, you know, like our—I don't know—anybody listening from Columbus, Ohio? That's our most listened-to city.
0: Oh, someone's cheating! I believe in bizarre.
1: Yeah. We're <laughs> <Or laughs> evading on their turf. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oops.
0: Anyway. <laughs> um, but yeah, as always guys, we'll catch your weirdos in the next one.
1: Yep.